This podcast is produced and distributed by Biz Radio Asheville. To receive the free Biz Radio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand. Welcome, everyone. I am Joanna Patrice Haggerty, and this is In Business with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Today with me is Cortina Janelle Caldwell. Cortina is a proud millennial born and raised in Morganton, North Carolina, and descending from generations of Black Appalachian, West African, and Indigenous farmers, artists, engineers, entrepreneurs, and creatives. Cortina is an entrepreneur that learned at her grandmother's hands that serving the community and her mission often enrolls as a creative facilitator, creative entrepreneur, community organizer, event plus experience curator, educator, youth mentor, life coach, strategic planner, and coalition builder. Cortina is the founder and creative community organizer of Artists Designing Evolution, otherwise known as Ade Project a decolonization-focused learning organization seeking to create a world beyond oppression and inequality by building capacity, opportunity, plus community around lives and needs of Black, Indigenous, and people of color. Additionally, Cortina is co-founder of Mountain Business Equity Initiative, or MBEI, which is Championing, championing disparity with the bio, biopic community and strives towards entrepreneurial equity through education, empowerment, and economic mobility. And through Cortina Janelle Change Agency offers creative coaching, strategic consulting, and equity-rooted facilitation. Oh my goodness, there's so much more to that. I can't even handle it. I am so welcome. Thank you for being here, Cortina. Thank you for having me, Joanna, and thank you to Biz Radio for your amazing work in the model that you're um, set, the, the, t- the new tone that you're setting for all of us. So grateful to be here. We are so thrilled. And it's really lovely for me to have this new platform to bring some of these individuals who I've known off and on for years. You and I have collaborated on a variety of types of projects, and I think we're sort mm-hmm. of finding our zone of genius and really watching Aude Project grow and watching Mountain Business Equity get off the ground has just been such a pleasure. I just can't wait to dive in a little. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, you think we maybe should start with a quick wrap up since this is sort of the beginning of the year. And I know that 2020 brought so much emotion, intensity, challenges, successes, joy for people. What was 2020 like for you? Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, well, I have to first start by saying that I have realized, especially in 2020, um, I realized that the personal and the professional um, are not are not separate, Mm -hmm. that there's kind of been this illusion that, you know, what's going on for me in my personal life absolutely doesn't touch or like shouldn't come up with what happens with me professionally, whether you know, I'm working for someone at a, at a, you know, I have a day job or um, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm starting my own thing. I think that there were many pivots that a lot of us had to make around what we did for work and then how we balance that work life with that home life. And we realized, you know, for a lot of people that I had, um, you know, 
had the pleasure of having some reflection conversations with, it was one of those times where you had to really realize like, wow, these things have been so separate and I've been trying to manage them as separate things and I have to integrate them so that I can hold both of them well. Like I don't want my home life to be, be a wreck because I'm always working and I don't always want to be working and miss what's happening at home with my family or having time for self-care or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and I think that there was just this moment of reckoning with this pace that we had got so so accustomed to, which I do think is, you know, related to this white supremacy culture that we all have um, been a part of and whether we have benefited from it, whether we have um, not benefited from it, it's, it's the soup that we're all in. And I think that it was also a really, uh, a really intense time of recognizing um, that collective grief of what we had lost, what we had given up, what had, what white supremacy had cost us, whether it was lack of community, whether it was lack of cultural experiences, whether it was the um, separation of our identity. There were so many different things, you know, and I think we also had to check our perfectionism and our sense of urgency and all of these things. So I think that's really what was going on, like on a on a very deep level. Um, and I think that the beauty in that is now I know that the way I live my life as a person and the embodiment that I have with my values, I absolutely want that to show up in my business partnerships and people that I contract for projects and my brand reputation on all levels. Like it, it all has to, it all has to flow. And, um, yeah, so it was a hard lesson in a lot of ways because it meant a lot of letting go of things or of people or of partnerships. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a hard time of grief, but it was, it was hopefully it will be well put to use. It's, I think of it like rocket, rocket engine fuel or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there was so much right in just that one perfect summation. But what I really mostly heard was that alignment with that personal and professional side is something that a lot of us, particularly in Asheville, have been seeking and wanting, but without really looking at all of these things in our own lives and societally, we weren't going to break those walls down. You know, we were, you and I have looked at reinventing festival models. We've looked at what does this look like? What does that look like? And, and we were still building some of those projects in these old systems within yeah. ourselves and the world around us. And yeah. 2020 broke that down personally, professionally, spiritually, emotionally, blah, 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 like everything. Yes. everything. And, and that's mm -hmm. really powerful. And, and again, it's just such a pleasure to have watched you and so many other people on this level right now, I continue to realize the people who are really taking the leadership right now have been having these same kind of questions for years and 2020 just really solidified that for us. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And on that note, I'll say it was such a, such an interesting thing too, to be in the midst of so much contrast because, you know, just as many people that might've lost jobs with employers um, and did not have work because of the onset of um, what I call the Corona. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we, there was a lot of loss, whether it was jobs or, you know, some, some people, you know, health, were health and immune compromised. And, you know, there was a lot of loss. And, and simultaneously, there were many of us and many businesses that I looked around at in awe with like just this moment of deep confirmation that 
you know, this was really, this was the moment. Like this was, we didn't think it was going to look like a public health crisis. We didn't know the revolution was going to come packaged like this. We didn't know, but here it was because it required us to completely revolutionize our way of being, our way of working, our way of, of, of scheduling ourselves, our way of taking care of ourselves. Prioritizing. All of that, you know? And I think that, um, it's one of those things where because Ade Project had really been, so it, Ade Project launched in 2018. And I really feel like for me, it came from a lifetime of experience um, in so many different ways. As you as you read in my bio, um, I learned entrepreneurship at my grandmother's hands. I worked for my grandmother. It was my first job at 12 years old. Wow. She had a catering company and um hired me and my cousins and my siblings and none of them lasted, but I was like, you know, I was always the overachiever. I was like, no, I'm going to fit. I'm going to like stick it out. It's going to work. And, you know, she didn't cut us any slack and held us to the same standards that the rest of the adults working, you know, at for her catering company did. And we had to, you know, come sharp with our white button up top and our black slacks and our, you know, everything had to be intact. We had to, you know, respond a certain way, communicate a certain way. We had to clear the, the tables and mm-hmm. and then we worked festivals and um, fairs and stuff like that. So festivals and, and events and gatherings is in my blood. And also entrepreneurship, because I really got to learn from her and see some of those like missteps and some of her lessons she really fueled into me. I don't think her even realizing it because she doesn't give her business as much credit as she should. I mean, she started her business just out of community response and people literally always calling her every week to ask for, you know, a dessert or a a meal or something. And she got talked into finally starting a business. And eventually she realized it was a way that she could serve the community and also simultaneously earn a living. And like, that is who I am today. Like I'm a descendant of her. Um, and you know, I, I have a very clear memory one time um, when I was in middle school of coming up and working Goombay with her in the block. Mm. And I had a full circle moment last year. One of our very first projects that we took on with our day project was the Celebrating African-Americans Through Public Art, mm-hmm. which was a, a project by City of Asheville, but also involved so many other community organizations um, like Steam Studio and Delta House Life Development and the YMI and just many different hands. Um, and that, you know, was something that I was project manager for and brought in other artists and other other people through our day project. And, you know, we got the job done and we had an installation. We had a, a community unveiling uh, and a celebration at Benet on Eagle um, last November and uh, unveiled it and had all the artists there to celebrate. And people came through and gave, you know, special remarks. And it was a beautiful, beautiful event. And. Um, my grandmother came and she and I were in the block together and I literally had this moment of parallel experience where I was (laughs) like, this was what that was about. This is what that was about, you know, and my family roots are, are here in Western North Carolina, at least five, six generations that I know of. So, I mean, I'm really invested in making sure that this community and all of, all of those in it that have contributed so much really get to thrive because like that to me is is really the family legacy that I want to make sure that at least I get to contribute to for, you know, so many that I know that did so much for communities all over Western North Carolina. And my grandmother's story and my my place in that is just like one example, you know. 
Well, and taking it to the next level of, of what you said about you are a professional, you see yourself that way, and you saw your grandma that way, but she might not have. And that is so born out of the industries and society that we were just talking about that's crumbling right now. And for you to have that moment and to look at these moments of depression in 2020 or entrepreneurial moments of depression and realize that on the other side of that door can actually be the spiritual awakening and the, the revolution and that that is the power to it. Um, what a what a beautiful full circle moment. And for those of you who don't know, I actually serve on the Public Art Cultural Commission um, on the board. And it's a very interesting process watching city and community and art really work together. And honestly, I give Cortina an amazing praise pat on the back because she is way more um, graceful at navigating all of the <laughs> dynamics that are in those things. And it's just such an important role. So for me, I'd love for you to kind of unpack a little more of Ade Project and when it started, how it's come about, what's going on. I know you just recently launched this cooperative membership that you've been working on. So tell us more about how that's how that's going and what that's looking like. Yeah. So um, Ade Project was born in September 2018. Um, it really was cultivated out of a lot of community conversations and relationships that I had built through the arts and in my own personal experiences, realized how many um, BIPOC artists were in our community and how invisible a lot of them were. Um, I got to confirm that in the um, Celebrating African Americans Through Public Art Project because one of my deliverables from that process was a directory of local artists of color. And that list uh, currently includes about 80 artists um, okay. today. And there are still some names that people send me to add to that or and that list has been requested often by community, um, you know, and I don't necessarily pat myself or Ade Project on the back for more artist opportunities in, in this community. But I will say that we absolutely contributed to that because I think a big part of shifting mindset and shifting old, old habits and old pathways where you just call on the same people, you don't see, um, you know, what's not there. You don't build relationships with those who may not look like you or who are are um, in different parts of the community that you are, it's so important to at least start with that uh, catalyst of visibility, right? And that's where we can begin to shift and reclaim the narrative because we can't say that there aren't Black artists in Asheville. It might just be that these people haven't been recognized as artists, but are making things at home for people in their day-to-day -day and are not trying to be, not trying to have a website. They're not trying to come to art council meetings. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're doing their art for the sake of doing it and for the sake of community. And those are absolutely the people that we need to make sure are visible. And so um, I'm really happy to say that there has certainly been an increase of awareness and um, opportunity for Black artists in Asheville since um, a lot of the, the drums that I've been beating around, you know, really paying attention and really um, moving toward equity and inclusion and, and have been, been able to really bring others into that conversation as well, who maybe haven't been heard and, and I can at least open the door or you know offer them a seat at the table as well. And I think that's really what it's about. Um, I think that for me, it's always about leadership and how we create capacity for leadership. I think that we have to, you know, kind of as 2020 taught us in this great shifting we have to recognize that we all have the capacity to be leaders in our own lives. And if something's not working, reimagine it, create the new way, create an alternative. You don't have to just select from the options that you're given. 
we might have done that because that seemed industrious of us and we were were, you know, participating in capitalism well. But I think that the premise of what the work of Ade Project is all about is about the way of life itself being artistic and and using our creative capacities to to create to actually make the change. Like, you know, it's it we have to awaken those parts of us again that have the free will to shape things. And we have lost that in a lot of ways by having to, you know, a lot of times kind of just work the nine to five to pay the bills. I think right. that we're at a place where we're realizing like it life is about more than paying the bills. And also let's use our creative capacity in ways that are actually meaningful and impactful, like, you know, creating um, new organizations, supporting entrepreneurship, um, right. mentoring youth, um, you know, and these sorts of things. So the last thing that I'll say specifically to the membership um, is that when Ade Project was started, because there was so much community that I already was in relationship with and that I wanted to bring along the way, it made the most sense for this, the structure to be cooperative. Um, And so what that will mean long-term is that eventually it's going to be my job and responsibility to move out of the the hot seat (laughs) and, 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 you know, really allow somebody else to kind of be in the role that I'm in. I'll always be involved. And I think that, the hope is that more people come in so that we can all um, share in the decision-making um, in building generational wealth and having access to resources and also really engaging in Skillshare. And with that, you know, doing the work of healing by having um, wellness services and access to wellness services and, and community support for people that need it, that are doing this important work in our communities and then also giving those people a platform to share their expertise or to perhaps like have access to some training or education that they might need. Um, and that's really what Ade Project has always been intended to be home uh, home for, um, especially for the BIPOC community, because there are systemic barriers. And so we have to address we have to address the solution in a systemic way. Um, and then the hope is that long term that there will be more cross pollination that you know, people having this as a home base or as a place to really build support and really cultivate their skills and share, have access to resources that there will be organizations or other businesses that grow out of this that can also collaborate and partner with each other. Um, There's just a lot of possibility. And I think it just is, it just all depends on what people want to create for themselves or for their neighborhood or whatever they're, they're representing when they, when they come into into the Ade uh, universe. <laughs> uh, I imagine that people like you and I sort of stumbled into being economic development specialists and analy- you know, analyzers, but that's what I think we have identified is we don't have to solve all the problems. We have to set the stage for those to be able to be managed and dealt with and for you to provide such a safe space for an entire group of individuals and people who have not felt safe, I think is a beautiful starting point while also you sort of identifying the industry gaps and closing those connections. I mean, I was just kind of listening to so much of what you just were sharing, but thinking about how to get people to even just apply for a call to action for an art project through the city isn't, easy and those things i i still on the board still misunderstand it sometimes so the more we can unpack that make that available and share that with those communities the more that 
exposure naturally happens and it doesn't feel forced and they don't have to call you to look at a database to make sure people included the the system is by nature inclusive so i'm just I'm so impressed with what i've seen you do the last couple of years and really really am proud to be supporting in whatever way i can you know as as the arts economic world that's where you and i really intersect and i i really love sort of this one-on-one -on -one coaching mindset and building sort of the business entrepreneurial side. And you've really found this niche for just going and networking in such a beautiful way of really raising these kinds of questions to the community. So, mm, wow. Wow. <laughs> that just landed so deeply. Well, we never give each other goosebumps. That's never. <laughs> I swear every meeting we ever have, it's, I mean, it's happened in this radio episode right here. I've definitely gotten goosebumps and I've felt it. Well, mm. I can't believe we are done. I wish we could <laughs> talk forever and ever and ever. Um, and I would love to make sure I have you come back. Um, this is still a new project for me. So maybe just let people know how they can find you, how they can find Ade, anything about you that's really worth sharing to the greater audience. Yeah. So I would just say, you know, go and bookmark each of the websites and go ahead and subscribe to the news uh, list, the mailing list. That's where we send out announcements about any job opportunities or resources. Also give updates on what's happening in each of the different uh, universes in my <laughs> world. <laughs> um, but for Ade Project, that's going to be theadeproject.org. So theadeproject.org. For Cortina Janelle Change Agency, where I offer creative coaching, I'm also going to be offering some facilitation um, and some life design uh, courses as we move into 20 more into 2021. So make sure you're subscribed and are available and at the ready for that launch and announcement. And that is CortinaJanelle.com. And then Mountain Business Equity Initiative. Um, stay tuned for more work around entrepreneurship in our community and really, yeah, doing the work of economic development. And that website is mountainbizbizequity.com. So any of those, all of those have um, lists and ways to stay updated and connected with the work. Perfect. And we'll make sure we throw those in the show notes too. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Cortina, and for all the work you're doing in our community right now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joanna. Yeah. And as always, I am Joanna Patrice Haggerty, and this is In Business with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please connect with me by downloading the Biz Radio app by texting Asheville to 36260 or on Instagram at jph.creative. I'd love to hear some show suggestions or any questions that you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.